ready for some football? You are now listening to Down South Football Podcast. Welcome to Down South Football, people. This is your boy, Renard Williams. Below me, we got your boy, David Gardner. Then to the other side of me, Chauncey Tuck. And below him, we got IMDJ Double Dose, a.k.a. Ben Dennis. Fellas, we had a great weekend of football, man. Something we've been finally waiting for. Something we've been finally getting. An actual full slate that was, I know, disrespect to the other teams, that was really worth watching. So I'm happy Mm -hmm. that that we had that. uh, So how y'all felt about this weekend, Dave? It was a Oh, weekend was good, man. I mean, I actually had too much to watch. Um, right. To be honest, I I think I missed more than I watched. Right. Uh, because I was all over the place from it, uh, uh, the doggone NBA, college. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I, mean I, I I mean, I I legitly missed some games because I I got caught up in some other games. And right. I, I don't know, man. It was just too. It was too much for me. I I clearly don't have enough TVs. That's what I figured out. <laughs> right. I think we. Figured, I think I figured that out about myself last year. So, Tuck, what about you, man? Uh, same thing, Dave. It was a lot going on. You know, shout out to the Lakers. You know, appreciate you, AD and LeBron and all them. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I think it was a great slate of games. I think the Big Twelve should have opted out this year, also. Uh, <laughs> we definitely we'll reconsidering some things. Uh, we about to, we about to get into it. <laughs> I feel as though, you know, there was some great games. Uh, I, it wasn't, you know, it, it was spread out a little bit as far as, you know, the games as far as, like, you know, a little not blowouts. It was not too many blowouts. It was, it was a couple of good games, you know. Uh, again, this is first week. These guys really haven't had a – they haven't had a spring and all that stuff. But for what I saw on TV, it wasn't It wasn't bad. I'm just glad to hear, you know, some, some thuds going out there hitting for somebody. So right. I, I, I was uh, I was I was, uh, I was okay with a lot of the football coverage this weekend. Okay, Ben. I mean, it was good, man. Depending on what side of the fence you stand on, man, it was good <laughs> as far as you know how did everything play itself out. I mean, you had you had a lot of interesting surprises that was in there that I don't think a lot of people expected. But overall, it was a real good weekend, man. Like Dave said, you had basketball going, which was kind of odd, but, you know, it is where we are right now, trying to worry about a basketball game in September, (laughs) or one that matters in September. (laughs) Why we got a full, you know, why we got a full slate of football. But all in all, man, it's what we've been, we've been wanting, we've been waiting for months for this. So, man, all in all, it's a good weekend. All right, cool. Before we get into the game, some games, man, let's, since today is Monday, September 14th, we had a little bit of news that dropped today. Some interesting news for one SEC team and one Big 12 team. Jamon Osmond, who is Texas A&M leading return receiver, he opted out of the season today. And that leaves them a nice little hole that I don't know. Not that they don't have talent. I don't know where they're going to get their production from. Right. We had him opting out, and then the other weird news of the day was Texas safety B.J. Foster, a former Rivals 100 recruit now, quits at halftime of the game. Literally said, you know what, the hell with it. I'm taking my stuff off. I'm done. And according to Herman, he said that uh, <laughs> B.J. got a little frustrated, and they're going to handle it internally, and apparently he was back at practice. I don't know as a, as a team – 
I would handle that as a teammate. But uh, let's just get a little bit of thoughts about about that about those two things. Dave, you got it. You got anything on it? I mean, what did they ever say? What he was frustrated about? Just apparently frustrated about what was going on. Um, like where is it? Like play calling uh, or lack of, you know, what? I mean, was no, it what they no, really he, ever say? They didn't really he, go into details. No, no, no. And this kid probably playing time. Yeah, yeah, and, and with with something like that, you can actually re- you really can handle it internally. Um, I think they'll get him back, uh, but the kids is probably frustrated. Uh, you just never know what be going on. I mean, you know, in, internally, because the only thing we get is these stories, kind of like Second at last hand. minute and things like that, or at the time they happen. So I think they can handle it internally. Um, but I look to follow this story, you know, kind of as the season plays out. So. What's your thoughts about Osmond uh, opting out? They're they're basically their leading return and receiver. Uh, with him opting out, I mean it's gonna like you said, it's gonna leave a hole. I just got to see what young kid gonna be there, to, you know, to step in. So it's gonna come down to to coaching. I mean, shoot, Jimbo, you got all this money, so I mean, <laughs> this, this is you know, you, you, you can't say that. You can't yeah, say they ain't recruited yeah. well. Yeah, you can't say they ain't recruited well. I mean, he he, that's what he get paid for. So. I think at that level, uh, even though I'm sure he'll he'll be missed, but I mean at the level that these guys recruit, I mean that's you 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 have some capable reserves. Somewhere. It's already somebody sitting there, yeah. right? Tuck, what about you, sir? <laughs> the uh, the Texas situation with that kid, I, I really think <laughs> I really think you know. Again, you didn't go through spring, you didn't go through summer workout. I mean, he went in summer workout, but. As far as, you know, he thinks he probably is better than somebody on his team. Okay, I, I give him that. But at the same time, you don't out on the sideline. Okay, he's gonna ha- they're going to handle it internally because probably this is his first time, you know, acting out or whatever. So, he'll probably take the Gus Malzahn approach and take, t- take him down to Texas uh, to that uh, to a, a Longhorn uh <laughs> Uh, stall and help him clean out some shit. And, uh, you know, like, look, do you want to play football or do you want to do this for the rest of your life? Because right. these, are, these are your options if you keep with the same attitude. Now, with the A&M situation, now that is kind of, that's kind of like weird. Okay, you got this kid, this guy that wants to quit will opt out Uh Within two weeks of the season started, and he did it on a Sunday, uh, Saturday, right? The Saturday when games are started, uh, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, don't get me wrong, Damon Craig is not my best friend right now. So, <laughs> I knew you, I, I knew Damian Craig's name was gonna come up, but he could it be somebody trying to take his spot? I mean, they did take his spot, but he was the number one receiver coming back, so I doubt that. But mm-hmm. I think him and Damian might have, you know, clashed. Clash. And he, Shocking. Because, Someone you know, clashed with think, Damian Craig. <sighs> Shocker. You know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> I, I think Jimbo probably got a hold of it and said, hey, either you're going to play with us or not. To me, the kid is probably maybe a, at best a second, third, third rounder right now. Uh, he could have played his way into the first round. I just, I, like I said, I don't, I, I don't get it. The optics on it does not look good because he, if he was going to opt out, he should have opted out earlier. That's right. Just, that's, why, that's how I think it right now. 
Ben, what about you, sir? What, what What's your thoughts on either one of those situations? I mean, the Texas situation, like we said, I think we all want to know more about it because, again, you were up 45 to 3. And, I mean, like you said, is that, you know, possibly what was going on, something with how they were utilizing you? Did you not like that? But that is very, very awkward that you see somebody pretty much in college. I mean, we've seen it in the NFL. But in college, you see somebody just tap out at halftime. So whatever it was, they made peace with each other. Seems like he's <laughs> back in the fold, so to speak. Um, the Jimbo situation, you know, the kid opting out like that, maybe, just maybe, he may have gotten some type of advice that, like Tuck said, they gave him a better draft grade and he saw – the writing on the wall and was like, you know what, before I make this situation worse, I'm just going to go ahead and dip and just take my second or third round grade and keep moving. But I don't think it's going to affect A&M dramatically. Because they got Killer Mon. Right. <laughs> hey, man. You got Mon. <laughs> you got Killer Mon. I'll tell you what y'all, 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 y'all. He's an elite. He's an elite. Alex. Y'all, are, y'all, y'all are some true haters, boy. I'm telling you that much. I'm telling you, boy. I just listened to the words of the quarterback whisper, Jimbo Fisher. You know what I'm saying? Got to, got to, got to always listen to Jimbo. You know what I'm saying? Got to listen okay. to Jimbo, man. Yeah, okay. He knows his quarterbacks. Okay, all right. In, in, anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on, man. Let's get, into, let's get into, let's get into some games from this past weekend. All I got to say is have yourself a day Sun Belt Conference. Sun Belt. What? The Sun Belt, baby. Let's Sun go. Belt. Arkansas State, Louisiana, Coastal Carolina for the second year in a row. Hey, no Coastal Carolina was in the hat. Sun Belt. What's going on? Oh boy, I, I think I got that right. I'm about probably I think right at the Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt. Somebody, somebody, double check. I think it's just a second year of FBS competition. What? Either way, it was it was. Yeah, they're in the Sun Belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I th- that's what I thought. But man, I'm gonna take. I, I want to start <laughs> with the one with the with the game to me that seemed to be the not so much the shocker but the most mismatch on the field. Mm-hmm. Of the uh, of the game, and that's the Louisiana and Iowa State game. Yes, like the ranked, the ranked game. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, you know that game, it could have been worse for Iowa State. Yeah. they had, I think they had two touchdown callbacks. They, they had a punt return callback. They had another yeah. long pass. That was called. It could have got worse. And, and this coming from a, a team in Iowa State. That had that has a top what a first round pick on the board from Todd McShay, that quarterback. That's what I was about to say because they I said that on what your what your boy said at the end of the game that when they got them talking about that game, that was like I don't know whether it was Dez or whichever one said it was like you're about to see the best. He's about to prove that he's the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. Talking about Purdy, he, he's not even the big. He's not even the biggest best quarterback in the game. Tonight. I was like, "Shit, y'all put some put some on that, and then he go out there and lay that egg." Ooh. I mean, flat egg. Sixteen for thirty-five. I have two. I have two questions. Why did you kick the Chris Smith the first time? And why did you kick the Chris Smith the second time? He already burned you up the middle on on a kickoff. You can't do it twice, man. 
You can't. Then he come back and you punt the ball to him. <laughs> That's the mentality. Like he ain't gonna do it to us twice. No, oh, man, he ain't. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, right. hold, 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 hold my bill, Chuck. Hold my bill, right there. Right, that's what I'm saying. He got two kids, and really, man, I was listening to the radio today, and they were talking about you know, uh, you know, Tuck Cole and them did the game, mm-hmm. and he said they were talking to Louisiana for the game. They're like, Oh, we're way more athletic than them, we're gonna get this W. Like, they were that confident. Like, he was like, They Iowa State, but Louisiana, like, we we got we got these athletes, 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 and I'm sitting there like. He told you that before the game, huh? Like oh, they, they knew. knew. They, they knew. knew. I mean, we all know Iowa State, man. Iowa State is is one of them programs that you just never know. They they get they get players. They don't get the most athletic players all right. time. They normally they don't normally have a lot of spread and things like that. But man, just looking at the Louisiana team on tape, once again, just like I said Saturday, you better stop. Sunday ritual. What we got going on? Oh, okay, good. We back. Uh, ESPN playing ads. My bad. (laughs) So just like we, just like I said Saturday, man, y'all better stop looking at them team names or looking at your roster. So, hey, Dave. So what? What was your uh, what was your takeaway from everything on Saturday? I mean, from that game on Saturday. Um. Wow. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I mean, literally. I mean, I I believe that that was like eleven o'clock game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I'm around the house, you know, just just hanging out, you know, just casually have TV on, you know. I'm not really, I'm waiting on like you know two thirty, three o'clock things like that. So, I look and I was like, wait a minute. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really watch it in depth, but right. the one thing I can say about conferences like a Sun Belt versus some of these other schools, bigger schools. They do recruit recruits sneaky well. They'll take a kid that's a dog. Uh, may not have all the accolades, may not have all the stars, this, that, and the other, but they get some athletes, man. So, again, I didn't really watch that one really in depth. I caught it kind of passing through and just kind of like, let me sit down and look at this. Uh, but it did, I mean, is it a shocker? Yes, because you would think an hour state would go ahead and handle them. But, man, again, you got to look at the Look at that roster, not that jersey, Doc. I mean, you, you you have to. You don't have any choice. I mean, perfect example is, you know, not really trying to dip back in high school football, but to make the point about this, you know, there's a receiver back in my hometown, well, back in my home county, you know, a guy named uh, Nana Davis. And everybody knows he's a track star. He's a pretty good football player, but he's a track star. Guess where he's going next year? Mm-hmm. Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> you know, he my just announced his commitment. So it's yeah. like, you know, they, they take these athletes, man, and don't sleep on Billy Napier. You know, mm-hmm. man, Billy Napier, they when he was at Alabama, they talked about how he was going to be this great coach and be this great head coach. And it seems to be, you know, coming to fruition. You know, he's like he said, he's happy with his roster, and they're doing some great recruiting, man. So shout out to uh, Louisiana, man. The Raising Cages, man. Raising I mean, Cages. Former yeah. University of Louisiana Lafayette. Lafayette, Lafayette, <laughs> and and I think and I think one last thing about that I was gonna say is I think sometimes teams and this this falls on Iowa State sometimes as much as we like to say you should pay attention to the roster and all of that these we we oftentimes forget that these are kids and these kids sometimes they look at the team and they just say hey 
we better than them. We're going to go out here and take care of business. And before they know it, they in a damn dog fight. And it comes out that they can't that they can't get out of their phone. And that looked like, like you said, that's what happened with them. Because first quarter, 0-0. Zero, zero. Second quarter, 14-10. So it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? We up by four, but Iowa State didn't score nothing else the rest of the game. They were shut out in the second half. So that's all you need to that's I mean, you were shut out. You were shut out for three three quarters of the game, you were shut out. I think and I think you know <laughs> I, I will say this about this and then we'll move on. Uh when you're talking about this particular game, man, I think if they looked at any tape of Louisiana, they had to look at itself and say, We ain't got that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Hey, hey Cole, hey Cole, who else you got? Because I'm I'm not I'm did you see how those C split when Chris um, Smith went up the middle? And it was like, no, nah, bro, what you doing? He, was like, and he just he just found his little niche and went top speed. I'll see y'all later. It's like I I'm I mean, Aiden Boy got athletes on the field, man. I mean, that's part of the reason I said that statement because the athletes, bro, it's like I'm not spending yeah. everybody to go down a roster and know us like we, but like, but look at Iowa State. Well, I think the name Iowa State. Hold used to hold some type of weight, even though it won a lot of weight. But you wouldn't you you wouldn't think that. But nowadays, man, like like David talks about, and we talk about all the time. You can't look at group of five and say, man, oh, they coming to Auburn, or they coming to Alabama, they coming to Florida State. That's a dub. No, bro, it's it's, it's too many athletes out here, and it's too many kids getting under recruited, and they just slide right in. They take the kid, and they take those kids, and they develop. But they great win, great win for Billy Napier. I don't know how long. Yeah, I was they beat about seventeen. Easily. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. They, they, they I mean, they held them scoreless for three quarters. Man, that that's saying a lot for a team. That even though I know half the conferences, you know, a couple punches ain't playing, but fact is, they still was ranked number twenty. Right. Let's move to <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas uh, State, and Kansas State. I only have one word to say about this game, Jonathan. Adams Jr. That receiver <laughs> for Arkansas State that made the one hand catch in the end zone. Yeah, look, yeah, that was made, crazy. made you, another you, touchdown. Uh, three tubs. Three six tubs. three. Six three two fifteen. Killing them. Like it was like a mismatch, man. Like it, I know it wasn't a blowout or nothing like that, but, right, but I'm just I'm just looking like, dude, it's the theme of the day. Mm-hmm. It's you, theme of the day. You should. Yeah. They should have gave him that touchdown just off of awesomeness. Awesomeness. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it was it, man. You don't see that. You don't. Yeah. You don't. I'm looking at it again right now. I'm looking at it again right now. Just <laughs> and, and, and Renard, Arkansas State is another school that has been recruiting well too for um, a long time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They've been recruiting well, man. And actually, they come into they actually come into Alabama and get a lot of kids oh, yeah. too. Um, so again, it doesn't. I mean, wow. I mean, this is this is crazy, but this is just kind of goes to show you. I think a lot of this is a result of, like you said, recruiting, and also a result of not having that spring, that true summer, <laughs> that true fall camp, and you just kind of roll the ball out there and say, "Let's play." And um, right, kind of the result of that. Yeah. And like you said, and, and nobody really has that, you know, that excuse of, well, I didn't get, no, 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 nobody did. So it's like, we're all in the same, we're all in the same boat. Everybody all dealing with the pandemic. Everybody all dealing with 
Zoom and however they've held their virtual meetings and they walkthroughs and everything is different for everybody. So, you know, you all have to adapt and adjust. And if and in these two cases that we've seen right here with these two games, man, those kids, you hate to say this, but it just seemed like they just wanted it more. And, and, uh, and, on, some, <laughs> and on some level, Ben, I think you're right. And Chuck, I'll go ahead and let you make your point. But, but I think what we're looking at is it's a combination of, like y'all said, a lot of stuff. But at the same time, I also think that these kids, <laughs> they're going to want it. We're, I'm telling people now, prepare for a weird year. Because, you know, you're going to see a lot of turnovers. You're going to see a lot of sloppiness. Because if you look at teams now, you know, even if you say, let's say you would in a normal year would get better from week one to week two or or, or whatever. But guess what? After week one, you go back, you have a test. You got two false positives. Then you got 20 brothers contact uh, contact tracing. There was one school and we'll get into it in a second. that had so many players out. And I'm like, I don't even know how y'all pull the game off to have that. So. But that is not to take anything away from these teams. These teams have been competing. They have been in. Arkansas State has been in Alabama for a long time. Back in the days of of Gus, when Gus was out there, and then a couple other coaches that they they were called the one-year kings. Like somebody would be out there one year as a head coach and get a job. And then get a job. So salute to Arkansas State. But Tuck, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the only reason I think they lost the game because they had two quarterbacks. That's the only reason why they lost. I mean, oh, I, they, <laughs> they, they, they just took a one quarterback, right? I mean, I mean, one guy threw two interceptions, and they, they, I think they panicked a little bit, right? But he was, he was tossing that, he was tossing that pill around for a minute. Uh, but like I said, Arkansas State, hey, keep it up, man. It's like, uh, I think they, I think they're gonna be a sleeping sun belt. I mean, mm-hmm. I think don't let don't let this. Don't let this score uh, or them, them losing to Memphis change whatever I think they got going forward for the season because I think they're really, really going to be tough. Right. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. But the last game we're going to talk about as far as the, the Sun Belt and then we're going to move on to some more Power Five is Coastal Carolina. For my understanding, <laughs> I mean, against – hold on. For the second year in a row? Yep. Did I read that correctly, bro? Yeah, you did. Yeah, now, you did. now, Kansas was that team I was talking about. Kansas had 40 players that did not dress. <laughs> because, because, of, because of contact tracing and COVID. Yep. I'm telling people, man, COVID is not the reason why it's going to be a problem. Now, you might have three or four positive, but it's the contact tracing. Because yep. that means that anybody come in contact with them, so you got to. They got to sit down, too. They got to sit down, too. They gotta sit down. So if they you've had three people that, that, that they that got test positive, they're gonna ask you who you've been around, which means they gotta go every player they've been around or been in close contact with, they gotta sit them down. Right. Bruh, they have 40 players. Them in Oklahoma have like I think Oklahoma had like 30 something that didn't dress or something like that. 30, yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about 40 players, bro. 40. Now, yeah, oh boy, the court the quarterback was it Grayson. Grayson McCall, I think this is his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had three. He had three uh, passing TDs, two rushing TDs. You know, he did his thing. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying that right. if you Kansas, you that's half your 85, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you have like 100 plus on the squad, but I'm just saying like, you know, if your scholarship, I don't know if all of them were scholarship or some of them whatever, but still, even part yeah. of the 105, 110, that's a third. Yeah. <sighs> 
So anybody got any thoughts on any other thoughts on this game besides this game? This, was, this just, game was over at halftime. That's, that's what I'm about to say. I just, you took right out of my mouth. Was, they had three 20, points at halftime. I mean, it's nowhere near to the level of saying, "Oh, we we will we will be blow these boys out." Coach, first of all, these kids are in the south. They're going to have the talent there. Right. Most of these three stars or four stars, I mean, most of these three stars and two stars, quote unquote two stars. Wait a minute. I'm going to go by that. They might go to Coast Carolina. Wait a minute. Talk, wait I mean, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Why do I hear someone singing? That ain't me. It must be on my TV. It's the dog on. It's the dog on that anthem of the football game. Oh, okay. It's all good. I was just like, wait a minute. I thought I thought somebody the conference are recording at home. Hey, hey man, I thought it was something in my background. I'm looking at looking at all my tabs. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, I don't think it's me, but we good. Go ahead, talk. All right, so yeah, pretty much, you know, this game was over half time. But like I was saying, like a lot of the this, these guys, these kids are going to Coastal Carolina from the South, and you know they didn't get to go to North Carolina. They didn't get to go to Georgia. They didn't get to go to North Carolina. They didn't go to South Carolina. A lot of them did. A lot of them to get their scholarship off, so they're going to jump to a coast of Carolina, and these boys will be athletic. Uh, McCall, he threw three touchdowns. He sure was staying tall in that pocket, don't he? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, he, and look, he only attempted 18 passes. That's it. <laughs> they were and no peaks. down their throat. I mean, literally running down their throat. They had what? They had all, oh, I'm looking at the stats right now. They had two, they had two backs with oh, over 75 yards. Right. And then one of them had the back, he had two touchdowns. They were running for 6.6, 4.0, 6. They're killing them. Yeah. It's not even, it's not, bruh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, this COVID, I know it's real, but you, you can't afford to lose 30 players of your team, like you said, mostly through contact tracing. Just right. because they, I, there's nothing in Kansas, that's another problem. There's nothing in Kansas to do. But besides, you know, go to go to uh Boston, <laughs> go to the dog go. Uh, I ain't going down that road. I ain't y'all ain't been handling about yeah. Kansas cussing me. I'll let y'all. Come <laughs> talk to me, Raw Hawk, Jay Hawk. Y'all come talk to me. I, I damn me, hey man, talk to me. There it is, right now. Oh, but he like to argue people. Right, I debate all day. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it's do I think it would have been a it would probably have been a closer game if none, if all thirty some players would have been sick. Yeah. Do, do you think? Do I think it would have been another upset? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with I'm with y'all on that, man. I mean, I, I just looking at what happened, the five TDs and all that kind of stuff like that. I'm not sure that we would even got not gotten the same result. Maybe a little closer. A little you know. Closer, yeah. It should have been. It should it should been over the halftime. That's all I'm saying. Right. If if all you can muster up is three points in the first half and you allowed them. To score twenty eight, you know what I'm saying. Them other thirty players may have made a difference, but I don't know if they would have made. It would have helped, but I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference. Like you said, I think them guys got confidence. I think next year, Les Miles will remove Coastal Carolina off of the <laughs> schedule if they, even if they are or not, because I don't think he want to see. Uh, the what they call the chant to salitters, whatever, no, whatever that mascot is, chanticleers, chanticleers, the chanticleers, there you go, the chanticleers. 
I, I know more about Coastal Carolina in basketball because they, yeah, right. they have they have a really good basketball team. Right. I remember uh, Coach Jones. And, and then they went. Then they win the NCAA baseball championship a couple years ago. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought they did. They they won it all. Ooh. So. Yeah, they got some. They got some sports. The football. <laughs> so. I think that's enough on on the Sun Belt. But hey, congratulations on y'all day, man! Keep balling, Salute. keep doing what y'all do. But we let's move on to a little bit. Let, let's start. Let's start the number one team in the country in most in, in most polls. And and this game that that I that I had to, I had to watch. Uh, it was on the TV. That would be Clemson thirty seven, Wake Forest thirteen. And my takeaway from this game was that Trevor Lawrence looks looks sharp. Uh, mm-hmm. But my biggest takeaway was the freshman uh, that Dabo has said this is his most talented class he's ever had, and whoever a Jew, a Jew, a the receiver that came in looked like a dude like a, a, a linebacker size Julio Jones out there playing receiver, and Julio Jones already like a linebacker. I'm like, <laughs> they talk about his athletic freakness, but him, Miles Murphy, the number one defensive end from last year, Brian Burris, number one defensive tackle ranked last year. Miles Murphy led the team in tackles, bro. He had he had what what two and a half sacks by himself. And I know I know Maurice had like two like had like two tackles, but they they look like grown men. When Dabo said, "Hey, <laughs> Maurice looked like he's a, a junior," and man, when he came on the field, it was just like, oh, of course, anybody in the South know Miles Murphy from Georgia, you know, especially mm-hmm. Auburn people because of how hard we recruited him. Basically, I was ready to, I was ready to drop the bag for him. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a whole different story. <laughs> I was ready to contact like, hey, 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 we need him. Like somebody to come, but man, give him the bag. Uh, y'all give me y'all impressions of uh of uh Florida State. Dave, you want to start it off? I mean, I thought excuse me, Clemson. Florida State. If I say we jumping to us that quick. No, 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 Clemson. Ain't no point talking uh, about shit. Yeah, yeah. Clemson. Actually, <laughs> you know, on the, on the last show we did, you know, I had a couple questions. You know, of, of what I wanted answered. I wanted to see the wide receiver core. I wanted to see um, how they run the ball. Um, man, they answered every question. Uh, they were just physically bigger and better. And better at every position. I mean, Wake Forest. I've seen Wake Forest in, in person. Uh, actually, I think I went to the Birmingham Bowl when they played Memphis, and they just didn't have that size you would think from a Power Five school. Uh, but Clemson just looked. Once I saw Clemson that day, outside of Florida State's defensive line, they just kind of made everybody look small, man. I mean, they just they they just uh, they're as Wrong advertised. Man. I, yeah. Now, it's hard to measure truly how good they are right now based on the competition that they played first game. Right. Uh, but I will say they are as advertised. And, I mean, hey, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence, dog. I mean, ETN is who he is. Um, that D-line is, is, is who they are and who they are going to be for the next uh, two years. It's gonna um, keep so rolling. Three years. <laughs> He's going to keep rolling. So, keep rolling. Man, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. Um but as you know, just gotta let this let that schedule play out. Hopefully, we can we can keep it going, and uh, and we'll really see um, when they kind of get later on in the year what they're talking about. Your boy got into the game too, Dave. Oh, did he? Uh, 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 Bowman, uh, 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 the running back from Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he, he yeah, got yeah. in the game too. He got to do his thing. Yeah. So, what about you, Tuck? What what was your thoughts, sir? I think uh, Clemson had two of the uh, 
hardest names in the backups <laughs> ever seen in my life. His name oh, is just oh, DJ. His name is DJ, bro. That's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because so, and the P like, one is even worse. Yeah, and the P one was worse. And then and the other quarterback is named Funomacha. <laughs> With a P, just call him Mr. P. I don't. Oh. Funomacha. I was like, Lord have it. That's all the country. I see black right now. That's it. <laughs> Uh, it, uh, ETN did his thing. Lawrence yeah. did his thing. Shit, man. ETN ran like it was a bowling. Like his lane was like bowling. You know, and that that's one thing I did see. What he did, he's he's improved on running between the tackles. You know, he his one of his problems was you know he the, the people tried to label him as a scat back, me right. included. You know, I think now he's starting to absorb contact. Bounce off defenders now, and that's again hit that one time, not just going down, but actually putting their hand down in the dirt and actually trying to get like three or four more yards. Right. And especially in this game, it proved out to be the uh, uh, that he's proven to do this because now he, well, he averaged six, six yards of carry. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, every time he got the ball, he was following forward, every time he got hit, he was following forward. That's 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 the improvement that I was looking for in him as far as. No, offensively uh, doing right. better, and he, of course he's catching the ball out the backfield. He was doing that already last year, but now I think he's right. built up a little bit more muscle and a little bit more. You know, hey, I'm I'm, finna, I'm, finna, I'm ready to absorb some hits. So, other than that, man, like I said, D line, D line, still nasty. Linebackers, they they're young. I mean, this is to me. I got to I got I have to see a little bit more. Uh, but secondary, secondary, it was a little shaky at first, but I think now that they, I think after they. <laughs> As they start, uh, as they start, you know, start playing some more games, I think they'll get better. But you know, it's all about communication. I think they got lost a couple because Kevin Steele went slap off on them a couple times. But um, they'll be fine. It's it's Clemson. I think I think for me, it kind of goes back to what Tuck was saying about ATM, ETN. The thing was, you know, he normally has those long, long runs. And in this one, his longest run was 29 yards. So so basically those 17 carries, he really was was grind. Those were hard yards, which is what he came back for. He wanted to be able to prove, like I said, he wanted to be able to prove that you know he's more than just speed. You know what I'm saying? That he's that he's able to carry the load. So if you look at if you look at what what, what he did, man, hey, has all the cleansing, man. They rolling. I mean, wait, didn't have Sarek. I mean, it would have been interesting to see him yeah, yeah. versus that secondary. But I, I mean, I'm not saying that he would have made that type of impact. It just would have been interesting to see him against that secondary. But all in all, Clemson, hats off, man. Just keep rolling. You can't be more efficient than 22 for 28. That's as efficient as it's going to come. And I think it was two or three drops, too. So. Right. So, I mean, that's as efficient as you're going to get. 88. QBR, hey amen. Yeah, yeah, three hundred fifty-one yards. Wow. Yeah. If what Tuck was talking about with uh with ETN, he's they were, actually during the game they were talking about the difference in his freshman year. How he said how he got embarrassed against Alabama, mm-hmm. and then after that freshman year, that that would make him really start grinding and getting back in the weight room. Wow. Uh, and then you know, of course, that went to it. The year last year, and then now, of course, with, with the sophomore year and the junior year, and of course, now he's back for his uh, for his senior year. The secondary, like you were saying, though, I mean, they got some 
five-star talent back there, Andrew Booth, you know, was a highly rated recruit out of Georgia. You know, he's a five-star recruit, but I think, like you said, they're going to need it. They're just going to need some more experience. Now, the receivers, I ain't going to lie to you. I know there's some talent there. EJ, EJ showed up out of Phoenix City. That Frank Lassen Jr. is supposed to be really good, but, you know, I just got to see who's going to become the man. And I and I guess that's that's the thing about we'll we have to see as time moves on. Yeah, I mean, Armando Rogers probably is gonna, you know, but like you said, we got to see when they actually are in a situation where the where they're gonna need the guy to come up, you know, come up big, and who's gonna take that lead. So I be knew in the past who. So. Well, that, that's it for them for them Clemson Tigers. So let's just move on down a little bit in the in the ACC. Let's move down to Notre Dame versus Duke, which was number one, a very 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 surprisingly good game, and also got to give Chase Bryce a lot of credit. And don't go by, don't look at the score of the game, but if you actually watch a lot of that game, Duke mm-hmm. shot themselves foot a Man. couple times. They moved yes. the ball. They they, they didn't do. have issues moving the ball. They just kind of shot themselves. And not saying they would have won the game. But you know, if you if you just look at the score, you'd be like, oh Notre Dame pulled away 27-13. Uh, but you know, the Kyle the Kylan Williams guy for Notre Dame, he I mean the running back, he clowned a little bit. Um, I think that looks good on him. I don't know how you felt about the defense and everything. So Tuck, let me let me get your thoughts on the defense first. You know, Notre Dame is your is your uh what I call two A school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think defensively they're they they they're strong. They they are they are kind of strong. But like you said, it was two plays that Duke should have capitalized on, and well, a couple more plays they should capitalize on, but they didn't. Right. Uh, I think Bryce was a little bit too much. Too, he, he was a statue. He, he wasn't too. If he would have rolled a little bit more, got a little bit more comfortable, the game progressed. I mean, he did get a little bit, but I think if they would have did a little bit more of him roll that pocket, they would have they would have found some stuff. But uh, defensively, I think Notre Dame will get better as the year goes. I mean, as the, as the year get, uh, goes on. But like you said, don't look at this score and think that hey, yeah, Notre Dame is on top. No, 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 no. Now, Notre Dame defensively, uh, I mean, offensively, is still a struggle. Ian Book did not show me nothing. Woo, but uh, uh, running backs terrible. Offensive line, left, right side, of offensive line terrible. Wide receivers, <laughs> they can't catch a cold. I mean, look. It's not that good. I'm just saying, Duke just didn't. Duke didn't have anything defensively that that could, you know. I ain't gonna say play up to par with Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is not, you know, right now offensively like they were when they had Kaiser, Deshaun Kaiser there. Right. I think that was their the last great offense they had. You had no problems, and Kaiser wasn't a shining star himself. Right. So. It can get better. Brian Kill is going to have to do some soul searching. I'm just being honest. He's going to have to do some soul searching because uh, I, I really don't think he's letting uh, what's his offensive coordinator name. Uh, he's pulling. A, he's pulling a Gus. Basically, I think he's still involved a lot in the play calling. Right. And you can tell. You're going to have to let this kid open up his imagination, and let the ball run wild. But hey, a win's a win. They got to wait for it next week. That's a win. Uh, we're not going to see the real Notre Dame until I say I think it's the third week. Uh, well, yeah, Louisville. Then mm-hmm. we can see if they're going to be are they going to be up to that stature. I okay. don't see it right now. 
Hey, Tuck, I got a what? question for you. I got a question for you, Tuck, before I pass it off. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts on the Brian Kelly contract extension? That was the dumbest thing. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, no, it, it happened right before the game. Like right when the game started, it was scrolling across the bottom line. Like the results of the game was still going on. Like Ryan Kelly signed an extension. I'm like, oh, I know Tuck finna be living. Like, I, was, I was like, I turned it on. And I'm not gonna say this source, but this source copied the link and put it in before the game started. And he said, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to reveal the source. We will not reveal the source at all. But. Journalistic integrity. Yeah, my integrity. You got to be shitting me. I felt the same exact way. But, hey. We, we talked about it last week. You got, you got NBC money. They can pay him out. I mean, that, that, that's another thing. You got NBC money. You can pay him out if that's, <laughs> if that's the case. But, I mean, maybe that makes him, make you feel warm and tingly inside through, during this COVID season. <laughs> but, I don't I, I, I think the funny part about it, Tug, is we talked about it last week. We talked about how yeah. Kelly has, like, nine lives. Like, we, we literally talked about this yeah, last week and was like, cold. Was like, man, you know, he know how to keep his job, and 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 sure as the damn sun will shine, <laughs> he got the extension before the damn right before kickoff. He got, he got the extension. Hey, Tuck, did Kevin do it? Yeah. <laughs> Tuck, I'm asking you because I know you more. Than, didn't the athletic director also like sign a game while the game was going on? Yes. For yes, two that, weeks later, yes, they changed like to their opponent from two weeks ago. From two yeah, weeks later, now. Right, allegedly the contract had been extended to Brian Car- uh, Brian Kelly two weeks ago. Uh, the athletic did not want to do it. He did. He did not want. To, he did not want to extend him because what have you done to get an extension? I mean, he made the playoffs. But... I know they got blasted. Hold on, hold on. Right, Only right. with that, I'm saying uh, oh, you talking about that. I was talking about the fact that I heard, I heard that they changed a game like right before the kickoff. For two weeks later, like oh, there was a team, check just check to see. It said something about like there's something they're flipping the schedule around, kind of how like like they did with the with the uh, Houston and Baylor game this this weekend yeah, 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 that yeah. wasn't gonna happen two weeks ago, uh, and they yeah. put that one on the schedule. Apparently, yeah. they're putting some type of I don't know. Yeah. Double just double check it and find yeah, out. Yeah, and just, I, just I, let I me know. It, but all, all I know is that Lynn directly did not want to sign that. <laughs> he did not want. He did not want. That was all school president. And again. This is why school presidents should not get involved with some athletic stuff. I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that because that's one reason why. Okay, we're not going. We're jumping all over the place, but Notre Dame is Big Ten country. Them playing in the ACC does not make any sense. But Big Ten, when you see most of these Big Ten school presidents, they got doctored in front of their names. They're gonna go with the science of everything. That's right. gonna be the main problem. This, that's the main reason why. Uh, that's the main reason why they did not, they're not playing right now. Right. Okay. So, uh, we'll talk about that later, but a lot of stuff, and then that's the reason why we were supposed to have a vote today, right? Did y'all see that shit happen? Yeah, that's, the, that's supposed to be, that did not happen, and supposed to be, what, tomorrow nobody, or some crap, talk, or whatever. Nobody talking about it, right? Nobody talking about that. We were supposed to get a vote, I said, I don't think that's going to happen. These, these, these doctors and these universities are made up their mind, but let's, let's stay on Notre Dame, because... Okay, let's 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 move. <laughs> Anybody else got anything on the Notre Dame game? Because I I agree with everything almost everything said about Ian Book. Like I said, the Kyle Williams guy, he did oh, pretty no. good. 
But you know, it ain't. Woo. I told so, I told y'all in that preseason show on the ACC preseason, y'all. I mean, some some people were like Ian Book. Is I mean, like you said, you know, he Book didn't have. <laughs> it was against Duke, and you. It, it was it was Duke. It was Duke, and like you said, you got to give Duke. And like you said, I think Renaud, and we can get off of it. I think Renaud made the valid point that. If you look at the score, you would assume this game was not the way that it was, but it actually was a close game going into the fourth quarter. Yes. And then it just kind of was just like, you know, man, they, they Duke just couldn't couldn't hang at that point. But overall, man, you know, number 10 team in the nation, man. Notre Dame, man. They got the they got the win, man. <laughs> but Kyra Williams did look good. I want I did. Yes, I, I he did. Let's move on to uh, North Carolina and Syracuse. This game started off a little bit uh, rough uh, for, for, for North Carolina. Not like how people thought it was going to be because people wasn't expecting a lot out of Syracuse. Right. But it was, it was a little bit rough for, 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 for them boys at first. And then, you know, they kind of turned it on. Sam uh, kind of, you know, tuned up and did his thing. Uh, that Javante Williams kid, that's the kid that everybody keeps talking about might be the breakout. Uh, he didn't have a lot of yards. He had three touchdowns. And and like Mac Brown said, we played like we like, – <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he said. We, like, we played basically like crap in the first half, and it took us a minute to 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 actually get into the game and do what needed to be done. So uh, I, I think I, it really didn't change my mind anything about North Carolina. It didn't make me feel like better, make me feel worse. I just kind of felt like they played down to the competition a little bit. A little and, bit. But we'll, but I think I think they got a good solid team on their hands. I do think that. So uh, anybody got anything on this North Carolina game they want to add to it? I, I just want to say I, I applaud. Uh, uh, what's the what's the coach? I can't I keep forgetting his name. Black, Black, Under, Black Underwood Jr. Black Underwood Jr. No, I mean Dino, Dino Babies. Dino, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I want to applaud him because his defense look good. Always great. Yeah, I, they keep I they keep that. Mm-hmm. If you can find an offense somewhere above the Mason Dixon line, then you might be all right. But DeVito ain't it. They they stuck they stuck in that they stuck yeah. in that cycle to with DeVito. Right. He's been right. there for forever, and it, <laughs> they, they stuck with. Yeah, but like I said, I I, I agree. I mean, I, I just want to say that I, I I like their defense. I like how aggressive they were on defense. I just wish they would do that as, as the whole team. This game was very sleepy, by the way. This it was just like oh, it was just like oh gosh, come on. And I think <laughs> Sam Howell and them felt the same kind of way. I was like okay, yeah. do I really want those touchdown pain right now? You know, it's just like simple shit like that. But I, like I said, I think uh, the only thing I, I, I did was eye opening was uh, Dino's them defense. They were they were tough. Right. What what. Uh... And I think a lot of things, man, that we're not really, I ain't going to say not taking into consideration, but, you know, these kids have always played in front of crowds their whole life. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they're used to being in practice as practice, you know, and you're practicing. But to actually have to play in front of a crowd, no crowd, you know, and you're supposed to be the same intensity as a game day, a lot of times you rely on that crowd to get you, to get you, I mean, not so much you're not focused, but to get you where you need to be. Dave, you have any right. thoughts on this North Carolina-Syracuse game, sir? I'm just kind of looking at the scoring summary right now. I didn't realize that North Carolina scored because just look because I didn't get a chance to really tune in. I kind of flipped again. 
Like I said, I was overwhelmed. I clearly don't have enough TVs in this house. Um, and let me, let me digress for a second. I should have went ahead and bought those TVs during the pandemic when it was at this height. Uh, but I yeah. didn't do it. Because uh, I was like, <laughs> they were dirt I was cheap. like, it was dirt cheap. Good hardly find one, you know. And I was like, man, I wonder if we're going to even play some football. I said, I'll just wait. And lo and behold, it's football season. But anyway, 21 points. I'm looking at the score in summary. 21 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, you're talking about a 10-6 game at the end of the fourth quarter, at the end of the third quarter. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, that kind of speaks volumes. Sounds like to me, you know, it was a situation where North Carolina may have just wore on Syracuse. Yep. You know, just kind of wore them down. But I don't know. I, I, that yeah, That's a red flag for me if I'm – if I'm picking North Carolina to win anything, I'll just I'll just say this. I mean, I'll say something positive. I know I'm always you know negative about Sam because he dipped, but I will say this: the one thing about Sam Howell is he he doesn't get affected, and that's what you want in your quarterback. You want your quarterback to be able to throw picks or things not go his way and be slow or whatever, and he's able to just continue. On the path, do what he needs to do, handle business. Did they look good for three quarters? No, but it didn't matter. They got in the fourth quarter. Sam wasn't affected by his two picks, and they did, and they kept it, and they kept it pushing. And I think that that's going to be, and that was the thing with North Carolina last year. They won or lost a lot of games in the fourth quarter. So meaning they hung around. Even I mean, no Syracuse not that good, but they kept games within contention to whether they could either win or lose them in the fourth quarter. And this just showed true. I mean, showed true then. Like you said, it was 10 6 going to the fourth quarter, and then they turned up and scored 21 points. So, you know, it is some red flags, but I think North Carolina fans, trust me, they they happy with the dub. I'm pre- I mean, that that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I think, you know, the average fan has got to understand where we are in this environment of football. It's going to be some sloppiness. It's going to be some mistakes. We just got to move on from it. But speaking of moving on to another game, let's go to let's go to MIMIMIA. Uh Miami and UAB of course. This was the first game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, UAB gave a really good fight like I figured they would. Um when I was looking at it, you know, of course Miami had some key starters out. It was not a very smooth game for Miami, <laughs> uh, to say the least. And the and, and the uh, debut of uh, Mr. King, uh, my 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 player of the year or surprise player of the year, whatever you want to call it. I think it showed a lot of not having spring practice and not having all those things that you normally do. Uh, but I really think I really think UA Miami is going to benefit a lot by playing a team of the caliber of UAB uh, moving on down the line. Now, did they do anything to make me feel more confident in them? No, nothing at all. So what's, what's y'all thoughts uh, taken away from, from the Miami UAB game from Thursday night? I will say this. They surprised me with their running game. That uh-huh. surprised me. Not, not De'Ari King, but their other stable of backs, the freshmen, Rooster, I mean, most of us in in Florida circles, we 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 all know Rooster because we all know the whole story behind Rooster. But Rooster looked damn good, even though it was fifty nine yards. He looked he looked every bit the part. And Cameron Harris definitely ran hard for them. So you know, say whatever you want to say about De'Ara King, 
we all know, you know, he is what he is throwing the ball. But if that running game that they have can continue to complement them, Miami's going to be in a lot more games than they were in the past. Definitely so. And we already know about the tight end. We already know about Raven Jordan. There ain't really nothing to even say about him. <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. And com- com- someone correct me if I'm right. Didn't De'Ari King overthrow some people? Uh, several people. I, I don't know if it, he also said this was the this is his quote. It's his first game of, without his dad. He said his dad has been at every game his whole mm-hmm. life growing up, and his dad his dad died in February. So he mm-hmm. said that was a big that had a big effect on him. He was talking about that after the game of uh, trying to get over that. And so you know, I mean, it's first game, it's first game jitters. I don't know how how they're gonna do. I'm looking to see some improvement in week two uh, from 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 a lot of these teams. So. We'll see With how Miami, they go. You're going to find out a lot about them this week because they got Louisville. And Louisville yeah. is everybody's sneaky team that's going to show vast improvement from year one to year two under the new coach. So you're going to find out a lot. And we'll about have Miami in this game. And we'll have that prediction Wednesday when we when we record the show for the uh, for this upcoming weekend. So anybody else got anything on this Miami UAB game? I just want some of the Miami fans to understand. That you know, the, you're going to have to be a little patient with Red in the offense. Uh, it, the offense is kind of comp- especially the running game. It's kind of a little, it's a little complicated on how they do stuff. Uh, that's I wasn't surprised. You know, Ben said he was surprised about the the run game. I mean, that's one thing I was. You know, I was like, I'm not too worried about the Miami run game and uh, with Red Lashley. But as far as like I said, the passing, you're going to have to be efficient. Because when you run, 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 it's gonna you're gonna have to that pass is gonna have to be there because you because they're not gonna expect it after you're running the ball down their throat. They had 337 yards rushing, mm-hmm. and uh, King had 144 yards passing. I mean, he could have had on the board at least three touchdowns as far as passing, but one was in the end zone. He just overshot him, and then they they did a uh, they came back and did a speed option, and then he ran the ball in. Um, same thing, another pass. He was wide open, but he overthrew him, and then came back, and then Harris ran the ball in on another, on another option play. The run game is going to be there, and that's mm-hmm. that's no question. It's just the mix and the match of, you know, the mixing of the passing and the running uh, when it comes to a red Lashley run offense. Uh, you know, and you're going to have to figure it out. They're going to have to get that balance. More than in the ACC, I don't think you can run like you did at Auburn fifty times a game and run only past sixteen. You go right now. Right. Well, he was at, <laughs> fifty-two total carries, <laughs> and that was. But when he was at SMU, you know, they he he adopted some more air raid right uh, principles. So we'll we'll hope we'll see how he's gonna go go with that. Dave, what you got on? Uh, basically, my thoughts are really on UAB, man. Um, Right again, Spencer Spencer Brown with another solid performance. Yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the kid looks—he yes. looks like he's ready to take an NFL leap. Um, I'm not a big fan of UAB's quarterback. I'm really me not, either. I'm not sold on him. Yeah, they um, talk about that a lot in the broadcast. Whispers are it's a walk-on quarterback that. I mean, he we may not see him this year, but he is probably going to be that that signal caller of the future. Uh, those are just whispers, but 
I just I, I'm not sold on him. Uh, now he I hasn't, am sold he on sold him. me at all. Yeah, I am so I do like the wide receivers. Uh, wide receivers are really good, but I think that Bill Clark has done a fantastic job there. Um, and that, I mean, as far as UM, I mean, yeah, they run the football, and when they run the ball for over 300 yards, with the quarterback able to do what he's capable of doing, they could be dangerous as well. So. I don't know, man. I, I thought it was a good matchup. The score kind of looks makes it look like it was a little farther right. than what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. But it really was a solid game. I'm with you on that, man. Uh, before I get into these last couple of games, I do want to say about this game we're about to talk about this Texas Tech <laughs> Houston Baptist game. And I know, I know that, I know, I know that Houston Baptist did not win the game. Weren't we on the phone? Didn't I ask you, like, who in the hell is Houston Baptist? <laughs> you did. <laughs> that, that, that was one of those hits. Like you said, Houston Baptist and Campbell. We were both like, who the hell? They, they went and got some, they went and got some ushers. They went and got some <laughs> Like, who are they? Like, First of all, Bailey Zapp. The brother threw for 567 yards. Yeah, yeah, he legit. He is legit. <laughs> I think they are FCS school, if I'm not mistaken. But, bruh, I don't care that Texas Tech won the game. I really don't. 567 yards. Now, Houston Baptist didn't do themselves no favors because I think old boy Allen uh, Bowman, is it Bowman? Bowman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he run. Then he throw for like four sixty himself. Four thirty. Four thirty. He went. He went for four thirty. With now he had him in the tub, but he went for four thirty. Man, who, who, bruh? I don't even <laughs> want to say much about this. All I need to let y'all know is that <laughs> a quarterback from Houston Baptist threw for almost six hundred yards on Texas Tech. That's all you need to know about this game. Uh, yeah, you would have. You would have thought that. Uh, you would have thought that the pirate was still the coach down there. You know, he don't believe in defense, so. Uh, yeah, and and, and then people know he not only did he over five sixty seven, he had four touchdowns and no picks, none, no picks. So he he threw the ball forty nine times. Wow, and didn't throw no interceptions. It had five hundred and sixty seven yards. Like yeah, they lost the game, but in my book, if you walk away from that Houston Baptist, yeah, man, that 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 that's 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 a more victory in my book. <laughs> Bro, that's more. That's more than a. That's more than a more victory. I don't even know what to say about that. That's just like, yep, <laughs> yep. We went down there, put six hundred yards on them, folks. That's about mm-hmm. rushing. <laughs> a lot. They got a lot of tape. That that Zap dude, he got a lot of tape from that game, and he's gonna be able to be like, you seen I, that throw? I re- <laughs> and I refuse to give that game any more time on this on this podcast. Moving <laughs> on, a game that I was very interested in was the Louisville against Western Kentucky. Number one, I was interested in both quarterbacks. Of course, number one, of course, you know, of course, Malik, Mikhail, whatever you want to, whatever your name want to go for Louisville, you know, Davis homeboy. Yeah. And of course, you know, Ty. Ty from yeah. uh Clay Chalkwell is the quarterback at uh Western Western Kentucky. Uh he did, I mean, he did a pretty decent job. He's still struggling throwing at sea. Uh <laughs> his accuracy still don't seem to be he can still run, but that oh, accuracy yeah. is definitely that accuracy is just Still, kind of what it is, 
Uh, Malik had a couple of good passes, but he had a couple, and he just kind of he it was one he threw up, and old boy caught and ran it for a touchdown. I was like, look, bro, you can't be doing that now. We 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 got we got to bring that on back. But the most part, you know, he he did his thing, man. I was really happy about about the game, and I think, like you said, Louisville's a, a sleeping giant, not a giant, but you know, they that team that it's like they can really if if they if we was getting full crowds in, you know, and you had to play Louisville at night. Yeah. In that stadium and them jumping around like they would, they could get anybody, almost anybody in that conference, and get them up for that game. So I will let the Louisville expert speak on that game. That'll be uh, Mr. Gardner. Uh, as I look at this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cunningham has a QBR ninety one point one, nineteen for thirty four, three hundred forty three yards, three tubs, ten point one yard average. He had one pick. And he also ran one. Um, I mean, guys, this is just tip of the iceberg, what you're seeing from him. Um, I mean, they I mean they just they just have some explosive some explosive players, man. I mean, shoot, Atwell wasn't even the lead they, he didn't have the most yards. They had two or six. Not at all. <laughs> you know, hundred and ten yards. I mean, my God. I mean, you come in game plan it for two two and then look at what you get. So Man, I, I just I just want to see more. Uh, I think this team is going to jail as the season go on. They'll only get better. Uh, I did see a couple of you know a couple of mis- mishaps, but who don't who didn't have them this week? So, right. I mean, I'm just like I said, man. Just just sit back and wait. Um, you know, don't be surprised at the end of the year if, they, if this kid is not on somebody's hiring ballot. Talk about Mr. Cunningham. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. Anybody else got anything about the, about the game they want to add right now? Okay, all I can say is just watch out for him, man. Because when you in these times, you got a quarterback. You know, you to me, you ahead of the game. You got yep. you got some receivers. Right you got it. you got quarterback. You know, what I'm saying like you ahead of the game a little bit. Still need all the all the essential pieces, but hey, that's 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 good for them. So we talked about Texas Tech. We talked about Louisville. So, there's only one game left we need to talk about, brother. I mean, we need to wrap up, man. We ain't got to talk about it. No, we got to wrap up. No. We need to wrap up. We ain't got to talk about it. No. I think, I think everybody in America saw what happened because it, 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 it was on for like 10 hours because of the damn bro, I think, weather I think, delays. Bro, I think everybody is waiting to hear. About the Georgia Tech 16 FSU 13 game, I will say a little bit first because I feel like once somebody gets some people get started, this dude got his red month vodka. Uh, y'all want to be a sponsor? They probably gonna they probably gonna talk about it more than I will. Hey, 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 what what Shannon say? Hey, 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 uh, 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 uh. Hit, 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 hit me up, man. Hit me up. Hit me up. Me. <laughs> Grandma, Grandma, if you're listening or watching. I don't care who it is. Who y'all is? Holler at us. And it, I mean, a lot of holler at us, man. We taking all sponsorships if you want to come to us. Matter of fact, <laughs> we'll come down to the, the, the distillery and come down there and do a show. Oh, so, so hey, whatever. Whatever y'all want to do. Hey. But anyway, so this was a very, very weird game. Uh all BS, no fandom involved in this at all. Two interceptions, two fumbles, um, O line issues, still three block kicks, uh, 
Now, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. Jeff Sims was a former commit, right? Hmm. Lock. Yeah. And and was in so many words, the discussion was you don't really fit what I'm trying to do. So it may be best that you look elsewhere. So you got Jeff Sims playing quarterback for the opposing team with Georgia Tech, and Jeff Sims looked pretty good for a true freshman. I can't I can't hate on him for that. But this game was just very, very weird. So I need I need whoever wants to go first to give me some commentary about this game. Dave, I'll let you go on to go. I, I, no, I, no, I, I mean, no. uh-uh. okay. Well, you know what? I'm not even gonna do solo layout. You know, I'll, I'll go say, back and forth. I, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this, I'll, and I'm be. I'm not even gonna be long. And it's, it's you your know, time. That's why I put it at the end. And you know, whether you, whatever side of the fence you want to sit on, if you want to blame the line, you want to say the defense let true freshman do whatever he wanted to do. If you even want to say the coaching game plan wasn't where it needs to be, I'm just going to give you one set of numbers and you can take from it whatever it is that you want to take from it. Seven for nine from your quarterback, first two drives, 10 points. 16 for 34, the remainder of the game, that's 48% a pick. Two fumbles. Did he have a clean pocket the whole time? Did he have wide receiver drops? Yeah, he did. But ultimately, your defense that was much maligned last year got you four turnovers. They got you two block kicks. They got you two interceptions. And they blocked an extra point. And I will say this, and any Florida State fan, beat writer, whatever can say, if you've seen one James Blackman game, you've seen them all. You all know what happens once he faces any type of adversity. You already know what's going to come next. It's going to be one turnover. It's going to be two to three. We don't seen it go from one to six. Six is his most. But somewhere in that time frame, he's going to go from one turnover and it's going to fall between one and six. You've seen it. Soon as he made the first turnover, Mike Novell had to have a come to Jesus meeting. Come on, man. So at the end of the day, the defense did enough to sustain what needed to be sustained. Was the running game great? No, it wasn't. It was average. But at the same time, a lot of people are going to blame that offensive line. That line wasn't – they were decent enough when they all were in there. Now, throughout points of the game, each one of them went out beside Baby Young. He was the only one that played the entire game, but everybody went out throughout the game and it came back. But ultimately, you know, you seen one, you seen them all, and I think most Florida State fans are upset because of how they lost. Not even so much as if we would have got slaughtered. It was you seen us get the lead, you seen us blow the lead, and that's been a reoccurring thing for the last two three seasons. Go ahead, Dave, because uh, I, I, de- I definitely got some thoughts. But go ahead. Uh, what did I say last year? <laughs> For one, you said I was a hater, but go ahead. I said that every show. 
But <laughs> oh, um, boy, I'm so done. Go ahead. Me and you said that the faces have changed on the offensive line. Oh, yeah. yeah. My rebuttal to that one. <laughs> you don't have to pay me a million dollars to change the faces on that line. You give me, <laughs> you give me $500, I can go down there and change the face. Look, let me tell you something. Until we fix, until we get some guys in here that want to play on the offensive line. Now, don't get me wrong, Blackman is not. I've seen worse than Blackman. You know, at, at maybe not at Florida State, but other schools. But you gotta, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to run the ball, and you gotta be able to block. I saw too much east-west running. I saw too mm-hmm. much trying to get the end. That was another thing that I kind of fought at Taggart for in his system. It was too much left to right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, 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 you gotta be able to run between the tackles. Now, on the positive, man, I am, I'm okay with the defense. I mean, Me as many times, as many three and outs and turnovers that we had, and that's all you gave up. That's and it. you block, and you block, and then the special teams. Oh my God, you block, mm-hmm. field, you you block field goals, extra points. Um, uh, Asante, I think he had what two picks. Um, mm-hmm. So it's tough right now, man, and it's gonna only get tougher, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, because now you're dealing with now you may deal with morale issues. You yeah. know, you may deal with inter- internal conflicts. The defense is now kind of riding high. And now you're looking at the offense, can't give you no help. Now, did the rain delays play a part? Of course. The weather delays, I should say, because they came out first drive, I mean, on five. But mm-hmm. we don't got to get somebody to block, man. I'm sorry. I, I mean, any recruits out there, well, I, if I'm a five-star recruit, four-star, three-star, I'm trying to get Tallahassee because I just feel like I can play early. <laughs> you can. Early. <laughs> early. Especially at tackle. Especially at tackle. <laughs> it is it, bad, man. Uh, I would like to see some more running between the tackles, kind of take that pressure off of Blackman. You know, if you get a run game going, now you open up your play action. We know he play, He throws a beautiful deep ball. Terry dropping damn balls down the sideline, wide open. I mean, that, that touchdown alone win you the game. You know, you at least get out of there. Uh, but whew, we got issues, Doc. I'm going to smoke a black on that one. Yeah, black. So if you got anything before I go, sir? I'm going to say is, uh, I think, hey. I know, uh, I, I think Renard wanted to pull the trigger last week on Jordan Dick, but he was like, you know, it's a Tallahassee. We're going to wait for Tuck to come back here. Uh-oh. What happened to me? Damn, I can't wait. Okay, there we go. There, there you go. go. Well, we hear you. We ain't moving, but we hear you. Nighthawk down. So, Nighthawk down. Nighthawk down. Nighthawk down. Because <laughs> he was going to say something wrong. That's what it was. He was going to say something bad. Right. Uh, like I said, Ronald, I think Ronald won in his heart. He won the people in the ball game. But however, he decided, you know what? It's a, it's a home game, so I'm just going to. I asked you what the point spread was. Y'all told me 12. And I said, you know what? Six points is I said six points is a home team. So give me Georgia Tech. Because I just don't think that I I I thought they could probably score more points than what they did. I really did, but I thought that Georgia Tech's quarterback had a little chip on his shoulder. And 
He did. You know, he but as far as offensively, like y'all said, y'all are I'm not gonna be the dead horse. Y'all are right. I mean offensively they, they're running north and south. I mean they're running east and west, no north and south, no in between the tackles. Blackman is not a threat to run. I'm sorry. He's not. You know, look, they're going to key off on, you know, just the give. They're going to, I mean, don't like, be just stop it. Just just stop doing that because everybody yes, knows. Let me tell you, Webb, <laughs> Webb, I thought Webb was going to get more touches. The way they, they were talking during the preseason, I thought Webb was going to get more touches. I didn't see enough of him. I didn't see those screens that they were thrown to it was a lot of stuff that I didn't see that I thought I was going to see. But I just thought, you know, from my homeboy, Goody, shout out the good one. He told me, he said, hey, Georgia Tech defense is going to be pretty good. Their offense is still coming along, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't think it's a parameter of Georgia Tech playing lights out. I just think it's for the state just – you know, like I said, that weather delay, I really think that really, really hurt them. As far, but, again, we, we, we're going off on Florida State on their first drive. They practiced, though. Those first plays were scripted. You know, yeah, the scripted the script the part looked great. If you, it's, it's, like a, it's like a movie. It's like a movie script. If you know your parts, if you know your parts, it's going to be fine. When you forget a line, oh, shit. What are we gonna do now? You know, I think that's that was most of the problem with Florida State. They finally got when they got hit in the mouth, but they had a tackle for loss. They didn't know what how to respond. So, and and let me say this: I was gonna say, Renard, before you go, because this actually something I want to say. I want to give Georgia Tech's defense the credit that they deserve, and I'm gonna say that to say this: Collins. At some point in that game, probably was at halftime, he made the key adjustment to where he pretty much was like, you know what? Blackman is not going to beat us with his arm, and what we're going to do is shrink it. We're going to make sure we focus on the run game. We're going to keep a safety, not necessarily double tier, but we're going to keep somebody over there watching him and pretty much force him to throw to anybody else. And as the game went on, because again, there's enough tape on on James Blackman. You know, there's enough tape. And Collins, by him being the defensive genius that he is, he had plenty. He had plenty of tape to go back and look at. What, no matter regardless of what offense it was, and he was able to mastermind a game plan that was like, you know what? I tell you what, I'm finna do, and it worked. And and it worked. I mean, it, it worked to perfection in that second half. I mean, so you got to – I have to give – I'm not going to put this all on Florida State lost the game. and No, I'm not going to do that because at the end of the day, Collins masterminded a great defensive game plan, and he adjusted in that second half. Okay. <clears throat> I heard everyone. Let me – Let me. I, like I said, I'm going to go back again. Let me see here. Two interceptions, two fumbles. Not one, not two, but three block kicks. So here's my thing about when we talk about uh, when we talking about this actual Florida State team. So you know, I I listen to a lot of different people. I try to get a a thing about it, and my thing was like 
the thing that I heard today from most people is that they say, okay, Blackman's an average quarterback. But like we said before earlier, I have a hard time coming down on Florida State right now because Florida State could have used the same type of games that the Big 12 is using. And and that's my biggest thing. Collins has, has like I, we've been saying, they have a program that's coming up. But you you can't have those issues, and then you still can't have those offensive line. Offensive linemen said it today. Guy that knows offensive line, he said they just are absolutely horrible. <laughs> he was like, they got to get better. I don't give a damn who back there. I don't give a damn Cam Newton back there. I don't give a damn who back there. Until they saw one of those issues up front, it's going to be a continued issue. Now, I, my only thing is that when I look at a game, and when I look at it from this point standpoint now, I look at the fact that it's new coaching staff, brand new system, no spring practice, COVID, and even though you're returning a quarterback, you're not returning to the same system. You're not returning to the same checks. You're not returning to the same audibles. You're not returning to the same plays. And you just had a lot to go on. I'm not saying they should get a throwaway game, but I think that it's it's we're going to see some sloppy football. I think we've already kind of figured that out. We're going to see some sloppy football, and we're going to see some things, and it's going to be about who can overcome it. Do I think it's as doom and gloom as I've been hearing Florida State fans say? No. I'm very interested to see how they are week two, week three. And it might be one of the things by the end of the year, they might have found their groove, find what they got, you know, put everybody in the right place. Get your signals right. Get everything going with the offensive line. I, 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 I'm just not a proponent of giving up on them after the first game because you're like, man, this is taking it back old school. But Tucker, remember, for how many years did we hear people say, "Get the hell, Jason Campbell, get the hell out of Auburn." Uh, <laughs> we heard freshman four years, so three out of four. Yeah, freshman, sophomore, years. junior was like. He too dumb to play. He ain't gonna be there. He ain't gonna be that. And even that first game of that old four season, that was gonna be my question for y'all. But that I was gonna ask was it off like, the air was about an Auburn quarterback in this scenario. But that, we can talk about that later. That, that, that first game in was the it was uh, the it was, like, was like, hey, what you mm, doing, boy? Right, like man, what's <laughs> what's really going on? And as that season going on, and that things help, you know, different offensive coordinators can bring different things. I mean, I and I know that y'all want some type of success. And I and even if it's Blackman, even if it's Slim or whoever it is, I just look at like, okay, this first game, let's see what let's see where we go from here. Does he have to be a world beater? No. Can he win you some games? Possibly yes. Because who behind it? I think you know what, Renault Renard, to your point, I, I don't think it's so much as people are fed up with him possibly being, you know, well, ain't no possibly he's inaccurate. But that's not what, what drives people nuts. You can live with that. I think what drives people nuts with what James Blackman is, you're not that accurate and you consistently turn the ball over. Of course. I think, that, the ball. I, think, I think that's the, because in his last, if you go back to the bowl game and to this game, the kid has eight turnovers. And no matter how, no matter what system you in, I don't care who the coach is, he consistently turns the ball over. And I think that that's 
that more so drives people nuts than regardless of whatever his completion to incompletion rate is. It's the fact that he consistently turns the ball over. And everything that you're saying is true. But you can't not be quote unquote inaccurate and turn and a turnover machine. And it's like those fumbles are just like and that pick was just it okay. was third and fifteen. But but me at the same time though, brother, those fumbles, they were not because of him. He was getting blindsided. He was getting he was getting pressure in his face. That the second was one was the first one wasn't. The second yeah. one was. The when first got, one when was. He got hit, when he got knocked down on, on the back. That was the second. Yeah, that was the second. That one won his. But that first one was him scrambling and. Oh, okay. okay. But he was trying to make a play, right? Well, you got to try to make a play. But you got to hold on to the ball, Tuck. Okay. Hey, Tuck. Tuck. See, you want. He probed. Do you Tuck. want Travis? I don't know what's going on. But anyway, do you, do you want Travis over Blackman? You know what? The thing is, it's not necessarily about Jordan Travis being over Blackman as more so as it is can Jordan Travis or even Tate Rodermaker accept coaching and handle ball security? Because again, Blackman may be Blackman may be the best quarterback option that we have on the roster right now. He may be. But clearly three coaches have tried to get through turning the ball over to him and it ain't nothing changed with that. Well, I can't, I can't, but see, I this, this is the part of that I can't, I can't just vibe with. I this this is where I have an issue with that. And, and I'm not saying we can save James Blackman to be anything more than a serviceable quarterback. But when we're talking about someone who's on his third offensive coordinator, this is third one, right? Fourth one, really. Fourth one and fourth one, you know. So he basically had a, a different offense coordinator every year. Yeah. All I'm saying is that we, I'm, I'm just not 100% sure where we are with him going forward. And, you know, when I'm still listening to people in the commentators, was even saying like the first half, and maybe that was before the weather, they were like, he looks more confident. He's making better decisions. Right. He's doing this. He's doing that. So it's like, I, maybe, maybe it was something that was an adjustment on the other side. Now, do I think Blackman's gonna be the world beater? But do I think he can get him through? Do I think he can get Norvell through this first year? Possibly, but I don't. I don't know. But I, I like I said, the, the biggest issue about when we talk about stuff like this is that we don't know what was missed. We're not. We're not. We're not. We don't know what actually what one thing might have went wrong on several plays. The biggest thing is that we always just see the quarterback and when he knew the mistake that he made. We don't see the miscommunication with the line. We don't see the running back going the wrong way. We don't see the, the wide receiver that didn't get the actual communication. There's a lot of things that go along in the game, but I feel y'all pain. I understand what you're saying. Like, hey, this this cat strikes been been this way for <laughs> been been this way for three years. But I, I'm not ready to give up on him this year yet because of the fact of Norvell really and them haven't had a chance to really really put a for real influence on him. And maybe that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna give it a couple games. I'm not saying you gotta stay with him. Right. I just want to see. You know, it might be one of the things where y'all go into like game four through ten. It might be like y'all might look like world beaters because you see that sometimes. So I, I don't know. I think right now Novell was dealt a bad hand because Chuba got hurt in the scrimmage. Because ultimately Chuba was quarterback that he saw him and Kenny sought out, recruited once they told Sims. Whatever the conversation was, they went to Chubba. 
You know, everybody knows who Trevor Purdy is. He's Brock Purdy's little brother. And they flipped him. He was a Louisville commit. Committed to Louisville. They flipped him, brought him to Florida State. And Novell has this thing where he where he wants freshman quarterbacks to go live in scrimmages. And in the first scrimmage, Trevor broke his collarbone. So right now, Trevor Purdy is out six to eight weeks. And I think that when you look at it from that aspect, he does. You're right. There isn't anybody, quote unquote, on the roster to turn to at this point. I mean, I mean, you know, we don't know if Jordan Travis can throw or not because whenever they put him in, nobody lets him throw. And when he does throw, it's a quick pass, and it ends up being in the dirt. So right. we don't know if he can. If we don't know if they've actually built the game plan for him to throw. Nobody really knows. You know what I'm saying? So again, it may not be the answer. May not be Jordan Travis or Tate Roderick. It might not be him. Either one. No, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. I know you. I know you ready. Oh no, no, I, I have absolutely nothing. I'm over here chilling. I guess. <laughs> I guess my biggest thing we can it ain't my big, but another we can, take, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Another takeaway we can wrap it up. It's like the most popular person in the world is the backup quarterback on any football team, Amen. and and I know he has a talent, and I know he's like that. But it's like you just see that, and I think you know I I, I feel sorry for Slim. I really do because. I've watched several different quarterback careers go through down the drain because they didn't have the right offensive coordinator to deal with them. And then you'd be like, dude, how he doing? How he make it to the league? Or how he doing this? How he doing that? And giving the right system, right coaching, you know, it, it never worked. It never look at look at look at Blake Sims. Blake Sims was not a great quarterback. Right. Right. And if it wasn't for Lane Kiffin, Blake Sims would have never been a quarterback. Correct. Go so, go deeper. What? Taylor Hurts. I mean, a lot of people thought that, you know, when he was at Bama, he couldn't, you know, have whatever their opinion was. But then he goes to Oklahoma, a la Lincoln Riley. And, I mean, he, he looks like almost like a completely different quarterback once he got with somebody different. I think with Lincoln Riley, though, I think Jalen had a lot of self-determination. He was already getting ready to prove himself. Right. I think Lincoln True. helped him along the way. But right. I think Jalen was just also a little bit pissed off and sick of the shit about. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, just sick of no, the shit. No, 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 it's true. It's true. But, but, but Lincoln definitely could have helped. But to wrap all of it up, you know, I just, I just want y'all to continue hope because I might be in the same boat two weeks from now, cussing somebody ass out because this you, first, this you first game quarterback. Uh, no, uh, if you let national people tell it, Bo Nix is the most overrated quarterback this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> That's I take them. I take them in a heartbeat. You, 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 you were here. You look any all these podcasts listen to that's not really Alabama Auburn Central when they talking about national stuff. They're like, oh, he having a bonus game. Oh, he, he he's he's right. four for he's four for thirty with with, with forty three yards. I'm just telling you what the what the talk is, and it's right. like it's even divided among Auburn fans. You got some Auburn fans who's like, man, I can't wait for his maturity this year to come up. And people talking about how much bigger he looked, how much more mature he looked. Last year, it was just like, okay, he has more overall talent. So we're going to go ahead and put him in. Joy, Joy Gatewood, I love Gatewood. I love everything about him because he, he was the phenom in everybody's eye. But when you can't throw a goddamn swing pass. Oh, I knew he going through. When you, <laughs> when you can't throw a swing pass right. consistently, you're not going to start for a team unless your athletic ability is just – overwhelming and you know Bo already has a mind of a quarterback 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was already trained that way. Now, a lot of stuff he did was on him, which we'll get into that next week when we do a little SEC preview. But all I can just say is I'm just going to do this and keep hope alive and just hope that, you know, week I, one, I, week two, get better. I got one more point. Ain't about Florida State. Shout out to the minor Tigers, man. They balled hard against Pinson, and a lot of people from this state understand and know what Pinson is and who they have on their squad. Don't mind the Tigers held their own. They didn't come through with the victory, but they fought. They ass off. They was oversized, and they fought their ass off, man. They salute, man. Your boys, your boys fought hard, man. I couldn't let this show go by without, without giving them a shout-out, man, because they fought their ass off. Yeah, man, it was a it was a good game, man. That I was on BNU. I know I, everybody was expecting a blowout, man, but right that, 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 that did not happen. Did I mean, not happen. We a couple bounces here, there, call here, there, getting out. Mm-hmm. Of the yes, sir. Well, Uncle Dave has poured him another drink, so uh, <laughs> we got we got we got to hurry up because I do. Not, I, I do not have a sensor button that I can press uh, <laughs> when it gets too wild. So, look, we're going to go ahead and end this, man. Look, we'll be back hopefully on Wednesday to uh, preview this weekend's upcoming games. And please understand, we still have a, a, a SEC preview coming up and a, probably a Big 12 conference preview coming up so we can come and, and, and talk to y'all, man. But follow us on all social media, of course, right here on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and instagram and you can hit us uh in a dm like i said make sure you follow us on anchor uh if you, if you like if you like the audio version make sure you, you click on that find us on there also this is down south football this is your boy renard williams my twitter handle is at renard d williams Tuck. Uh, get all get all yours in go uh, ahead no just, just follow me on uh we just keep it. We business now. Just follow me uh, on Twitter at Chauncey Tuck, and uh, that's it. I don't know IG and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on follow me on Twitter at at uh, DL Garden two hundred five. Uh, that's it. And you can always hit your boy up on Twitter and Instagram at I am DJ Double Dose. Man, we out, man. Thank y'all, man. Keep listening, man. Keep subscribing, man. Everything, man. We love y'all. All right, we out, man. We'll holler at y'all later. Peace.